Welcome to the Folktale Project, this is Dan Shaws. Today we have part two of the story of the Terrible Head, and we're going to discover the first of the many Greek and Roman myths that you'll see throughout this tale. This is the Terrible Head, part two. Then... They told the boy that somewhere a long way off there dwelt three dreadful sisters, monstrous, ogreish women, with golden wings and claws of brass and with serpents growing on their heads instead of hair. Now these women were so awful to look at that whoever saw them was turned at once into stone, and two of them could not be put to death, but the youngest whose face was very beautiful, could be killed, and it was her head that the boy had promised to bring. You may imagine, it was no easy adventure. When he heard all this, he was perhaps sorry that he had sworn to bring the terrible head, but he was determined to keep his oath. So he went out from the feast, where they all sat drinking and making merry, and he walked alone beside the sea in the dusk of the evening, at the place where the great chest, with himself and his mother in it, had been cast ashore. There he went and sat down on a rock, looking towards the sea, and wondering how he should begin to fulfill his vow. Then he felt someone touch him on the shoulder, and he turned and saw a young man like a king's son, having with him a tall and beautiful lady whose blue eyes shone like stars. They were taller than mortal men, and the young man had a staff in his hand with golden wings on it, and two golden serpents twisted round it, and he had wings on his cap and on his shoes. He spoke to the boy, and asked him why he was so unhappy, and the boy told him how he had sworn to bring the terrible head, and knew not how to begin to set about the adventure. Then the beautiful lady also spoke, and said that, it was a foolish oath and a hasty, but it might be kept if a brave man had sworn it. Then the boy answered that he was not afraid, if only he knew the way. Then the lady said that to kill the dreadful woman with the golden wings and the brass claws, and to cut off her head, he needed three things. First, a cap of darkness, which would make him invisible when he wore it. Next, a sword of sharpness which would cleave iron at one blow, and last, the shoes of swiftness, with which he might fly in the air. The boy answered that he knew not where such things were to be procured, and that wanting them, he could only try and fail. Then the young man, taking off his own shoes, said, First, you shall use these shoes till you have taken the terrible head, and then you must give them back to me. And with these shoes you will fly as fleet as a bird, or a thought, over the land, or over the waves of the sea, wherever the shoes know the way. But there are ways which they do not know, roads beyond the borders of the world, and these roads have you to travel. Now, first you must go to the three grey sisters who live far off in the north, and are so very old that they have only one eye and one tooth among the three. You must creep up close to them, and as one of them passes the eye to the other, you must seize it, and refuse to give it up till they have told you the way to the three fairies of the garden, 
and they will give you the cap of darkness and the sword of sharpness, and show you how to wing beyond this world to the land of the terrible head. Then the beautiful lady said, Go forth at once, and do not return to say goodbye to your mother, for these things must be done quickly, and the shoes of swiftness themselves will carry you to the land of the three grey sisters, for they know the measure of the way. So the boy thanked her, and he fastened on the shoes of swiftness, and turned to say goodbye to the young man and the lady, but, behold, they had vanished. He knew not how or where. Then he leaped in the air to try the shoes of swiftness, and they carried him more swiftly than the wind over the warm blue sea, over the happy lands of the south, over the northern peoples who drank mare's milk and lived in great wagons wandering after their flocks. Across the wide rivers where the wild fowl rose and fled before him, and over the plains in the cold north sea he went, over the fields of snow and the hills of ice, to a place where the world ends, and all water is frozen, and there are no men nor beasts nor any green grass. There, in a blue cave of the ice, he found the three grey sisters, the oldest of all living things. And that is part two of The Terrible Head, where we see that the Terrible Head herself is Medusa, and this young man, this young prince, has met some gods who are telling him how to go forth and gather up the head. This is Dan Schultz for The Folktale Project. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast, anywhere you'd like to get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at Folktale Project. You can find us on Auto Radio, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, anywhere you'd like to listen. And you can always head over to folktaleproject.com, where you'll find a new story waiting for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. As always, thank you so much for listening.